Please reveal the final Geula. The 27th of Tammuz, corresponding to the letter Lamed. Sefer Otiot brings down Leka Dodi. Come, my beloved. It says, Teach me. Study with me. Tell me of the 36 righteous ones, the Lamed Vav Zadikim, who carry in their hearts the pain of all the world. Selah. As we continue to Bezrat Hashem, merit the building of the Beit HaMikdash through the letters of light, which are the building blocks of creation, and meditating and dwelling upon each letter during these 22 days, that when it comes to what we just read about the Lamed Vab Zadikim who carry in their hearts the pain of all the world, may it be so that we are flooded with empathy and compassion for the whole entire world. One of the things that we understand that through Mashiach, that we suffer with him and that we will reign with him. So we talked about that in the previous podcast, but just to reiterate, it is in a couple of different places uh, in the writings of the the Gospels and the letters, um, but specifically Shaul brings this down as he is writing to Timothy in the second letter chapter 2 verse 12 if we suffer with him we shall also reign with him if we deny him he will he also will deny us and what's great about this verse is letting us know that as we anticipate the arrival of Mashiach the building of the Beit HaMikdash the gathering of the exiles that if we can't ourselves level with other people trying to fathom and comprehend the redemption is null and void at best uh, it is a waste of prayer at worst because the final redemption is the return of the Shekinah when it comes to the Shekinah the Shekinah is what draws in the sum of the parts the sum of the parts that is being the various fragmentation that exists within mankind. And as brought down in Shir Hashirim 5.1, it says the word Shekinah should, be, should not be translated as they will dwell, but as a causative verb in the present tense, they cause to dwell. Moreover, Ayin Dalit, which, by the way, connects to the Shema. It is the word for witness, but the word is also pronounced as Ad, which means forever. So when we're talking about the Shema and that first phrase of six words, there is a enlarged Ayin and an enlarged Dalit. And what happens with those two words when you put them together? They not only spell the word for witness, and if you reverse them, they do not only spell the word for knowledge, as in a working knowledge and intimacy with Hashem, but 
Ayin Dalit is also the word for forever. As in Od Yosef Chai, which is Yosef still lives. And it goes on to say that this is an allusion to the Shekinah, as the Midrash will show. The phrase Yishkanu La'ad Aleha then means they cause the Shekinah to dwell on the earth. So what is going on in this, this Midrash? It says the righteous will inherit the earth and they will dwell forever upon it. The verse can be interpreted to mean they cause the Shekinah to dwell upon it. The Shekinah being referred to as Ad, which is forever. As it is written, he abides Ad or Od and his name is holy. Yeshayahu 57, 15. So this is in the connotation of when Yisrael unified, they used all of their talents and their giftings and the glory and the service of Hashem. They were able to build the Mishkan, which caused the shaking of Hashem to dwell within them. And may it be so with us. So may you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, open up our hearts, expand our hearts to carry within them the pain of all the world. And not only to carry the pain, but to also bring healing to the pain. Because the reason pain exists in the world is because of our own sin and our refusal to confess, our refusal to bow to the King. So may it be so that every knee will bend, every tongue will confess that Hashem is Hashem. If you understand how bread, which is lechem, and flame, which is lahav. By the way, if you rearrange the word for flame, lahav, you get the word halev, which is the heart. So the heart within us is actually, if you get down to its essence, fire. It is the fire that propels us, it's the fire that can consume us, whether for good or for bad. So may it be that we have hearts of fire that build up the world and illuminate the world with the Torah of Hashem and hearts that build the Beit HaMikdash. And it says, and learn, which is Lomed, and heart, which is Lev, all share in Lamed. Then perhaps you are also a Lamed. So, if you can understand how Lechem, Lahav, Lomed, and Lev all share in the Lamed, then perhaps you're a Lamed. King Yehidatzon. The Gematria from Letters of Light brings down, the Gematria of Lamed is 30. It states in the ethics of our fathers. Side note, Lamed is 30. When you are a part of the priestly class of the Israelites, i.e. the Levites, you are brought into temple service. And it was believed to be that the Mashiach Yeshua was 30 years old when he entered into ministry. Obviously, he was ministering a lot before that and even before creation. But <laughs> if we stay on the Peshat, 
the uh, simple revealed level, then, uh, you know, there's that. Which, by the way, uh, I believe that is a verse. Stand by for source. Stand by. It is Luke three twenty three. Luke three twenty three. Now Yeshua himself was about thirty years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought of Yosef, the son of Haley. There's a lot more you can really go into that, but you should know, by the way, this is a proof text here that Yeshua is Ben Yosef, which there are two messiahs. There is one who is the suffering servant who descends via Yosef and from the lineage of Joseph. And there is also the messiah Ben David who is the descendant of King David, who is the ruling and reigning king forever. So this literally says he was the son. So it was thought of Yosef. So there is an idea here in the plain text. Messiah began at 30 years old and he's also been Yosef. Luke three twenty three. So continuing on, it says ethics of our fathers when one reaches the age of 30, he reaches the age of full strength. That is found from Pirkei Avot 523. We find in the Torah that when the Jewish people were in the desert, the Levites who carried the heavy vessels had to be between the ages of 30 to 50. Which, by the way, the before Abraham was passage, you know, that is in the Gospels. And the claim was, but you're not yet 50. So we have the Luke 3.23 passage that says he was about 30. And then we have that passage which says, you're not even yet 50. And yet you can say before Abraham was, I am. So Selah on that. So it goes on to say, for these are the mightiest years of man. Come on. It says, what was the underlying purpose of the Jews journeying 40 years in the desert? On one hand, we know that it was the result of the sin of the spies, the spies 40 day return or 40 day turn in the land of Israel evoked God's decree to remain in the desert for 40 years. See Bamibar 1434, also chapter on the letter Yod. Goes on to say, but why? Did they specifically have to wander throughout the desert? Why not stay in one place, set up camp, and stay there for 40 years? What was the reason for having to undertake a total of 42 different journeys in the 40 years? The purpose of the Jewish people's travels in the desert was to transform it into a garden. Yes, you've heard that correctly. The reason why 
we transformed or we sleek a Freudian slip. The reason why we traveled the desert for 40 years was to turn a barren wasteland into a wilderness. That is actually the intent of each exile is to spread Torah and bring transformation into other parts of the world. For 2000 years, that has not been the case. It's time for us to fix it. Goes on to say, to bring godliness to a desolate place by carrying with them the holy ark, which by the way is euphemism for the Torah, because the ark is only important because of what's inside of it. Every human being is important because why the breath of Hashem exists in each and every one of us. That's why you can really look at the effects of our words, whether we're using them for good or for bad. They actually do a massive amount of effect on the world because it's the very breath of Hashem that is within us. Not like the actual fullness of it, but you know what I'm saying, a piece of it. So Selah, it says... By carrying with them the Holy Ark and within it the Torah, each and every one of the Jews' encampments became not only a spiritual, but a literal garden. So we talk about the fact that we were kicked out of the garden in Genesis chapter 3, and we can't get back in. There's an angel guarding the path to the tree of life and has a flaming sword. However, the Torah is called a consuming fire. The Torah is also called the sword of the spirit. And through it, grabbing a hold of it, we become like angels. Yes, we do. The Varim Rabbah, Deuteronomy Rabbah, speaks lots on that. Bezrat Hashem, I will share those because it's just incredible the opportunity Hashem grants to those who grab a hold of his Torah. But such is the thing that Mashiach told us that we must be grafted in our sleek out. We must be connected to him and remain in him, abide in him. He will abide in us. We will bear fruit in him and all of that wonderfulness. So why are we talking about a vine? Why are we talking about fruit? Where do fruits and vines exist? In the garden. So we were kicked out of the garden and we have the opportunity to make more garden. All right. So it says this person or this became a lesson and guidepost for the Jewish people in all their future exiles. This is a lesson and guidepost for the Jewish people and all their future exiles. God was informing them. Throughout history, you will, you will have to travel. You'll trek from country to country to country. I don't know about you, but if you just do a little bit of study of Jews around the world, you'll see that this has totally been the case. Pun intended, because the case being the ark goes on to say but wherever you go you must take the ark of god with you 
ushering godliness to that area, elevating it and making its inhabitants more refined and spiritual. This is the purpose of a Jew. Lakute Torah, beginning of Naso, page 22b. Lakute Sikot, volume 13, page 16 through 17. What is the purpose of a Jew? To travel from country to country to country, taking with us the Ark of God, ushering in godliness to that area, elevating it and making its inhabitants more refined and spiritual. I did not see anything about having a Jewish mother or if your grandfather was a big Rebbe or if you grew up in a Jewish household or if you live in Israel or if your dad's Jewish or if your mom's Jewish. I didn't see any of that in there. So I don't know what was the malfunction with that. I apologize. No, I don't apologize. But I think it's important to say to the law on that information from the wisdom in the Hebrew alphabet it says the symbol of teaching and purpose is the lament it's a majestic letter towering above the other letters from its position in the center of the alphabet so the lament is the center of the alphabet. We are in the center of the three weeks right now. May it be so that the turning point is accessed, engaged, and initiated, that these three weeks are overturned from mourning into joy, consumed in Torah, consumed in Teshuvah, consumed in yearning for Mashiach, consumed in building the Beit HaMikdash, King Yehidatzon. It says it symbolizes the King of Kings. Yes, the King of Kings, the Supreme Ruler. Okay, so that's crazy. Goes on to say on one side, Lamed is flanked by the Kaf, which alludes to Kisei Hakavot. I mean, come on, man. Kisei Hakavot, God's throne of glory. So you got the Lamed in the middle, and it's flanked by the Kaf. So there's a throne of glory. Then you have the King of Kings, while on the other side stands the Mem, the attribute of Malkut. God's kingship. Together, these three letters spell Melech, which is king. So you mean to tell me that the center of the Hebrew letters, the building blocks of creation, is the king who is on the throne of glory and his kingship. Okay. That is cited by Otiot. Rabbi Akiva and it says Lamed is the tallest letter of the alphabet while Yod is the smallest the two are joined in the verse Ve hiitem li segula 
You shall be to me a treasure. Shemot 19.5 Also echoed in what is it? First Peter 2.9 Says uh, Stand by here for source. Want to just make sure I get the correct coordinates. Yep, First Peter two nine. You should be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. By the way, that is Malkut Kohanim, kings and priests. Oh, you mean like Mashiach? So we're supposed to be a whole nation, and the whole nation is Mashiach, king priests. Okay, because you know Mashiach is anointed one. And uh, the office of king and priests combined together in Mashiach, which is why when you look at Israel, there's a king and there's a priest. And then there's uh, the Levites and the Israelites. So put that all together. What do you get? Rukashim. It says where the relationship between God and his chosen people is eloquently Portrayed by the term Li, which is to me. The great king of kings, represented by the tall Lamed, is joined with the smallest of nations, symbolized by the tiny Yod. The sages render, it is befitting for the great master to attach himself to the smallest subordinates. Pasikta Rabbi 1146. In the writings of Matityahu, chapter 25, starting at verse 34, it says, Then the Lamed, aka the king, will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink I was a stranger and you took me in I was naked and you clothed me I was sick and you looked after me I was in prison and you visited me so the Lamed Greatest letter, king of kings, connected to the Yod, the smallest of nations, symbolized by those who are small. Right? So, here it is. Verse 37. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, Lamed, king, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you when did we see you sick or in prison or and visit you here's the verse key verse this is going to connect directly to Pesikta Rabbi 1146 it goes with Matityahu 25 verse 40 and the king and the Lamed will reply Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the Yodes, 
one of the least of these brothers of mine. And again, the word Lee means to me, a.k.a. mines. He says, you did it for me. That is Matityahu 2540. HaKadosh Baruch may we merit on high that the letter Lamed be established in creation and bring forth the revelation of the building of the Beit HaMikdash. May you redeem your Shekinah from exile and may you bring about the final redemption. Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai.